Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, guys. This Hi. is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And we have another remote show this week. Aggie is a real globetrotter. I'm a jet setter. That's so cool. Last week I was in Portland. This week I'm in Raleigh. I'm doing it all. Uh, so what brings you to Raleigh? So I'm in Raleigh because my live-in lover, as I like to call him, ironically, Brian Thompson, is um, doing comedy at the Hopscotch Music Festival this weekend, which is like this really cool music festival they do here, and there are all these great bands in town, Jenny Lewis is playing tonight, um, but I'm unfortunately not going to be able to see her, because I'm going to be at Brian's show, but there's going to be, like, it's a really cool festival, and it's, like, really awesome that I get to come here. That's so exciting. Uh, it is exciting. So, yeah, if anyone, if any of our listeners are in Raleigh last minute, go see Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's at the Hopscotch Music Festival. Yeah, he's um, performing. It's like the lineup with um, Nest Egg is the band that okay. he's like opening. Well, he's like he's like emceeing that stage, but he but it's like it's like Nest Egg is like I guess like the group that like the band that like put it together. Sweet. This, particular stage of the venue, yeah. Um, any, you haven't really been able to do any, is there any goopy stuff to do in Raleigh? I imagine there must be a few things. Well, I googled it. There was no um, goop guide for Raleigh, unfortunately, but I did get a chance to just google, like, Gwyneth Paltrow Raleigh and Goop Raleigh, and I came upon a tweet from 2012 of Gwyneth asking for restaurant advice when she was there to shoot Iron Man 3. Or here, I guess, to shoot Iron Man 3. And people were telling her what restaurants to go to. And I went to one of them. Wow. It's a barbecue place called The Pit. The Pit? It's like real, like, traditional uh, North Carolina-style barbecue with that, like, really vinegary barbecue sauce that they're kind of famous for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that style. I feel like uh, it really lets the meat shine. Yeah, and it's just like, it's so flavorful and so good. I Yeah, it was like delicious. And then last night we went to a, Brian and I, you know, we're kind of off meat in general, but we decided while we're here, like, we're just going to go for it. We're doing like, um, our friend of the pod, Bridget, Ryan, said the term eco-flexible and I'm not sure if she was joking or not but it sounded right and I was like yeah I think that's what I am too now where it's like mostly we're vegetarian like at home but if it's like a special occasion or we're traveling or we're like oh, I really want to try it we'll just go for it and then like kind of scratch that itch yeah so last night we went to this place called Beasley's fried chicken 
And, Ooh. oh, my God, it was so good. Like, the food in the South is just next level. Like, it's the best food in the entire country. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no question. Uh, I, I yeah. know every time I've been to the South, I feel like I get hush puppies pretty much with every meal and they're it's so much i mean i love like chips and salsa before a meal but a hush puppy appetizer you can't beat it oh yeah i mean we had hush puppies today um they just like gave them to us at the at the pit it was like instead of a bread basket and um i've also had biscuits with both of the meals that we've had so far and i like when i'm in the south like i must eat biscuits because you cannot get them you can't get them like that no because they have isn't it they have their own uh like brand of flour that you can't get anywhere else and it's like better for making biscuits this this is like a major controversy in my family so uh ryan is from louisiana so he like knows a good biscuit and whenever we go to louisiana like all i do is eat biscuits and i love them he says that they're better because in Louisiana they just put more butter in it than they do anywhere else, which is maybe true. Yeah. My mother believes that it's this special kind of flour. She read an article or something. So she, like, went online and ordered this special, like, soft wheat or something. It's, like, Lily brand flour. Oh, yeah. I remember like that. I don't... you telling me about that. And she made all these, like, vegan, uh, like, well, she made them. stuff. She made some of them vegan and some of them just with regular butter. And I thought they were really good. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to compare. I mean, a, a biscuit in the South is just like, I don't I don't know why. I don't know why they taste different, but they do. Yeah. It's like sourdough bread like in San flour, Francisco. The There's, yeah, regional f- foods. I mean, bagels in New York, some people would say. Oh, yeah, the bagels in New York are so good. And that's, they all say that's the water. Yeah, which I don't... I think all of it is sort of urban legend. I, like, I think some of it is just psychological, like you're in a place and you like it better. But And, and Brian might have a point that it's just like the amount of butter. I That can't hurt. But I... Yeah, like yeah, the soft... I, I, what is it? Winter wheat or summer wheat or whichever one it is. I, I bet that makes a it's difference. It's like some kind of wheat. Yeah. Some special wheat. Ugh. But it's like the... Um, but I, I think you're right about it being just psychological. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not real, as we've all learned from Gwyneth Paltrow, Marianne Williamson, all it's these people. The placebo effect is a real thing. Exactly. The placebo effect is real. Okay. Oh man, that makes me so jealous. I literally just like had lunch before I jumped on the mic, and it was just like crumbled up. Those you know those tortilla chips from Trader Joe's with like the flax seeds. <laughs> I had some of yeah. those with like sautéed greens, a half a breast of chicken, and cotilla cheese, and I like sort of made nachos. I mean, it wasn't bad, but that sounds pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't it wasn't a, a North Carolina biscuit and a hush puppy and fried chicken. God. Yeah, and like fucking collard greens and macaroni mm. cheese and like barbecue chop, whatever the hell it's called, it's called like chop barbecue or something. It's just mm-hmm. like a plate of like barbecue pork with right. like barbecue sauce all over it and it's just like chopped up into little it's like carnitas but barbecue yeah and so wait it's eco it's so ecotarian good. or eco flexible eco flexible eco flexible <laughs> okay but heavy on the flexible this weekend yeah. but i actually i almost got they did have at this barbecue place that we went to um they have soy um nuggets you can mm. get with the barbecue sauce and they actually look pretty good but i just went for it and ate the meat yeah when you're a tourist you got to get the traditional stuff i you know if you live in raleigh and you want to be eco-flexible get the soy nugget sometime make you feel better about yourself but you're just there for a few days so you have to go whole hog if you will oh literally <laughs> uh well i have yeah like i said i have not had any really culinary adventures on that level in the past week um i've just i haven't even really gone grocery shopping this week i've just been eating what's in the fridge and buying sweet green too many times which i'm I'm developing too bit like it's because whenever i'm near one in the middle of the day i'm like oh this is sort of the healthiest fast option 
Uh, and it's not like that expensive, but it's a, it's good, you know, 15 bucks. So it's not the cheapest thing in the world. Um, it's I, not cheap, yeah. No, but I do have to say I got like, you know, the Hollywood Bowl. I don't. What it's, is that? It's like their traditional bowl. It has kale and there's like chicken and goat cheese and grapes and maybe sunflower seeds. But the the default dressing is the balsamic vinaigrette. And uh-huh. my, and this makes it even less healthy, but I'll do half balsamic vinaigrette and half Green Goddess Ranch. And it is Ooh. so good because the Green Goddess Ranch has so much fresh dill in it. It's really, really good. Ooh, yeah. you got to customize so yeah, that's my um, that's my sad Los Angeles regional food recommendation. Well, I got their summer salad with the heirloom tomatoes and burrata, and it was divine. And oh yeah, uh, yeah. Their their produce oh, is so I, good. I know, but can I just do one more brag about me being in North Carolina yeah. and the dinner I had last night? Because yeah. I forgot to mention the side. They just did like huge thick slices of heirloom tomatoes over what they called a malt aioli, which was just like basically mayonnaise and covered in like olive oil and, and black pepper. And that was it. And salt. It was Mm. so good with fried chicken in the summer. It was perfect. I loved it. Or whatever. I guess it's not really summer anymore. But it's no, it's still summer. It's still summer for a few more weeks. Yeah. It's still technically summer. Uh, an heirloom tomato. I like really hated tomatoes as a kid. And, uh, I mean, now I think a perfectly ripe heirloom tomato is one of God's great gifts to humankind. It's absolutely, yeah, a, a good tomato, there's nothing like it. A bad tomato, yeah, that'll put you off tomatoes for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend it won't. But I have a, in general, I have a problem with mealy fruit. Yeah, no, like, like a, mealy, a mealy apple is disgusting. Um, watermelon, ugh. get it out of my face. I can't. Even a mango, yeah, you know, even a mango can get too mealy for my taste. Mangoes are hit and miss, and it's hard to judge them, like, by the outside. I haven't learned a good way to, like, really know what's going to be inside a mango. You never know what's going to be inside mm. a mango, but God, a good mango, that might be my favorite. I, I do have to say that a winter, like, mealy tomato, I don't mind. The one place I don't mind it is on a BLT if I have, like, lots of mayonnaise and bacon on it. I, I mean, a good tomato is obviously better, but I'll still eat a BLT in the winter. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I talk a lot of shit, but I, I mean, I don't feel like I'll be like, oh, it's winter. I'm not eating a tomato. My God, it's like winter comes around and you're still eating tomatoes because, I mean, that's it's 2019. You can have tomatoes whenever you want them. And like, yeah, get them from Peru or whatever the fuck ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And you can always get them canned, which is also delightful if you yeah good i'd say three three times out of four canned tomatoes are going to be better than any ripe tomatoes you get uh even chopping like getting those whole canned tomatoes um and not even cooking them chopping them up and putting them in a salad i think most of the time is better unless you get a really good tomato like most of the time it's better than a fresh cherry tomato oh. from the grocery store i don't mind it that's an interest. That's a take that I have never heard. Before. Yeah, it's, I just started doing because I had to like use half a big can of tomatoes for some recipe I was doing. I was making like a pasta yeah. sauce or something. Oh, I was making pizza with uh, Trader Joe's mm-hmm. pizza dough, and so I had half a can of tomatoes left, and I was like, "What am I going to do with it?" So I just sort of chopped them up into a salad, and it's pretty good. Oh, good tip. Yeah. That's a good tip. Uh, well, let's move on to news of the week. Uh, there's really yeah. no Gwyneth news. It, it's been radio silence. She did post an Instagram saying, like, goodbye to summer, which for her means goodbye to the Hamptons. So I assume she is oh, back God. in L.A. That was such a beautiful picture. It was, was a nice like, picture. Her life is amazing. Yeah, I think it was from, it was like, like, from her, the view of her house, right? It was, like, a picture. Is that from her house? It was, I, like, a picture of, like, this like a lake and it was like the sun was setting yeah i think it's the summer 2019 we bid you good night and it was like a sun setting sun yeah i think it was rather look at this um instagram post like listen to the like the lana del rey album it's the same thing to me yeah no it is i mean it's like the end of summer is perfect for lana and perfect for saying goodbye to the hamptons uh, yeah, I think her house is right on the, the like, Long Island Sound or whatever that is, so you see that body of water. And there are, like, these, I get it looks like croquet balls, but they look like they'd be too big. They're, they're like medicine balls. Like a, 
Or like kickballs or something. Maybe. They're like yellow, blue. They're like primary colors. Yeah. There's one of each, like an others. But they're, oh, maybe they are small. They look to me, because you don't, there's no people in the picture, so you don't really see the scale of how big the, maybe they are croquet balls and the picture was taken really close to them. I thought they were going to, they were like big bouncy balls, but that might not be true. What if they're just like a statue? Yeah, it's like some $30 million modernist masterpiece that we don't know about. Yeah, and we're just like, what is it, a ball? And there's some sort of like table and chairs right that's in the distance. You sort of see it through the sunbeams. Uh, and I don't know what, what that's for. If that Maybe that's art too. Oh, yeah. And the table and chair looks really small. So maybe, I don't know. That's what made me I think the balls were really big, but I have no idea. You know, bonus is a mystery. <laughs> and the one thing about this Instagram uh, picture that made me like want to curl up and die is one of the first uh, commenters was a woman named Sasha Spielberg, who I assume has to be Steven Spielberg's daughter. And it just like the fact that there is a Sasha Spielberg and she's on Instagram that just made me so angry for no reason. I was like, fuck yeah. her. I was like, I, you don't why? Like, Jesus Christ, go away. You just found out that she existed. Yeah, I, like, obviously Sp- Spielberg has kids and they have names, but I just don't want to know them. I don't want to see them on Instagram. Like, obviously they're friends with Gwyneth because Gwyneth is Steven Spielberg's goddaughter, so they're, like, basically sisters or something, and I just, like, don't want to hear about it. Is uh, she... Is she... Is that who she is? She has to be. She's not just a random Spielberg. She has to be some sort of... Spielberg daughter. I mean, I'm not going to look it up though. But I'm with I'm with Brad Falchuk down with generational wealth. Oh, I know. Uh, Wait, so the other news, and it's I guess it's been a sort of a slow news week, but like Marianne has been getting into a little mischief. Um, this is maybe her last hurrah before she has to bow out of the presidential election. I'm not sure. Uh, but our good friend Taffy. Why do you keep on saying that she's gonna bow out of the presidential election? She's t- taken a stand. She said she won't. What, did she give herself a, a timeline, or she just said never? Well, she said. I mean, she's still hoping that she's gonna get into the next debate after this one. Yeah, I, I just have a. I don't know. It doesn't seem likely that she's gonna get those four two percent polls, but who knows? Stranger things have happened. Um. In the New York Times, our good friend Taffy brought us her Ackner, who wrote that really amazing, illuminating profile of Gwyneth earlier in the year, wrote uh, a good, but I, I don't think it was as um, successful as the Gwyneth one. She wrote one about Marianne Williamson. What'd you think? Yeah, and Marianne's been getting a lot of good press lately. I mean, I feel like she keeps on, I mean, like that Taffy piece was like, that's the best thing a person like her could ever hope for. You know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. That Kathy is going to write something where it's like, just hear them out. And then everybody's going to be like, okay, Kathy. Yeah, I think like she had, you know, she had some missteps in the debates and some, you know, quote unquote tough questions that she wasn't able to answer. And then the controversies about her, her AIDS work. But I, I think what's helping her is there's a lot of people in the media in power that have read her books for a long time and really are rooting for her. Maybe not to be president, but like they, they think she is a genuinely good person who's adding something to the conversation. So I think, uh, I think that's, that's probably helping her out. Also, I think no one really thinks she's a threat anymore to the nomination so they can be a little nicer to her. Yeah, I mean, like, they're, I, I, I guess, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know what, um, I'm glad that Anderson Cooper, like, asked her some tough questions, because, like, I, I mean, I thought that was the only, like, tough interview that she really had, or that I saw. Yeah, I, I guess the like rest I of the stuff was just, yeah, on, like, social media, people calling her out for what she may or may not have said in the 80s and 90s. But, yeah, the only, yeah. That's the only interview I can remember that was that she really blew. And I feel like if you want to be president, like you need to be able to answer questions like that without freaking out. I mean, she kind of she kind of freaked out. Yeah, she does that every once in a while. I mean, I, I can't imagine the stress that you would go through like running for president, but I guess that that's part of the 
the type of person you need to be needs to needs to be able to handle that. Um, and then the other little mini controversy is, uh, well, okay. So Jen Gunter decided last night on Twitter to uh, challenge Marianne Williamson to a debate. Um, You're kidding? Me. No, no. Of course, I'm not kidding. No, this is real. She, uh, she tweets. Oh God, I was on vacation. I wasn't even thinking about Jen Gunter, and here she comes. Oh, she's there. Um, so, so she, she's obviously not even part of this conversation to begin with. Marianne Williamson is feuding with uh, Yashir Ali, who's a journalist who doesn't like Marianne, and so Marianne responds to him saying. You, since you obviously want to debunk, counter, or mischaracterize anything I do, would you like to have an honest and fair public dialogue? Since I'm neither crazy, irresponsible, nor dangerous, I would appreciate the opportunity to counter the caricature. So she's saying this to someone completely different. And then Jen Gunter replies to both of them and says, I read your book on depression and anxiety. I accept your challenge to debate it. Name your time and place. And it's like, no one was talking to you. She's crazy. She's like, it's I don't like, know that I called her the C word. I don't want to sound sexist. No, no, but no. I mean, it's so annoying. Like two other people were having a debate, and you just, you just think that you should be part of every debate that has to do with I don't even know any sort of scientific uh, it controversy. Has, it, it doesn't have anything to do with the scientific controversy. Marianne Williamson has never presented herself as a doctor or a scientist. I, no, no, yeah. And she and and, uh, and and Marianne did not respond to her, which oh man, great. Good. So then, so then five hours ago this morning, <laughs> no one responded to Jen Gunter. Jen Gunter re- retweets her own tweet and says, "Help me amplify this. If at Marianne Williamson no, wants no. to defend her opinions on medicine, I am fully prepared to discuss it anywhere. She's going to keep fucking repeating herself until Marianne answers her." She doesn't have opinions on medicine. What is this dumb woman? I mean, I just, like, I understand, like, fine, you don't like her. She's, like, a new, like, thought person. Like, but she is not, she doesn't have opinions on, like, science. No, she's a spiritual leader. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's, I mean, it's just so nakedly a ploy to get as much publicity for her book and her CBC web series that she's trying to sell. So it's like, uh, I'm sure she really does believe that, that Marianne Williamson is dangerous, I guess, but it's like, you cannot insert yourself into every single debate. It's crazy. Well, she can. Oh, and she also has a tweet from three hours ago. Are you on Instagram? Head over to at CBC as they are featuring at Jen Splaining TV in their stories. Hashtag Jen Splaining. So this could be our up. Oh, maybe we can it. we can watch it. Yeah, because uh, one one of our um, listeners was kind enough to send us a, a few clips from uh, from the series. So good. It was it was it was crazy. It was so funny. But if it's any so of our so if any of our Canadian listeners like have access and figure out a way to send us an entire episode, I would be eternally grateful. Well, I guess we can watch it on the, uh, on the Instagram story. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. We'll see how much of it they show. Uh, it seems, I I mean, no one's more pissed off about the CBC deal than Jen Gunter. You know, she wants like international an international audience. I mean, it just, it's insane. Like I, I feel like it's the hardest thing to get your hands on in the world. Like I think I, it's easier to find a TV show made in like North Korea than to find this. <laughs> Jen explaining, yeah, China show. Yeah, it's like so because it's a combination of of inaccessible and like no one cares about it, which is lack of interest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's a deadly combination. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deadly combination. Old in Canada and nobody wanting it. Yeah. But I have to give it up for it. this was like last week when you were trying to scroll down to find a tweet just to like as I was trying to find these tweets and it is unbelievable how much this woman tweets. I had to I mean scroll down Never so so far to get to last night. It's so crazy. It's so I mean it's I think when people tweet this much it's like there's such an obvious uh, mental illness. <laughs> I mean No, well I don't know. Some, something well, going I on. mean, I don't want her to challenge my science, but it's weird behavior, I'll just say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very weird. Very weird. Uh, all right. Let's, yeah. uh, let's move on to the newsletters. 
What was your best right. of the week, Aggie? Okay, so my best of the week, let me have a look at my little list. I'm sorry, I gotta switch gears. Mm-hmm. But my best of the week is actually like really sad, but I like the article about the postpartum PTSD. Mm. I mean, it, it could have been my saddest. It could have been my craziest, I guess, just because it wasn't like a, it wasn't like, it wasn't crazy, but it wasn't like happy. No. But I just made it my best because I think it was like, totally true like I think that having a baby and going through experiencing pregnancy is like incredibly traumatic and so fucked up and everybody expects women the mother to be like ecstatic the entire time and feel great and love it and like be so happy and like have not have more complicated emotions and if their emotions are more complicated then they're seen as like either insane or selfish or both or dangerous and I think understanding and like valuing women's mental health when they're going through something that is so incredible i mean like giving birth to another human being is like a a profound experience and there is almost no mental health or like emotional care given to women who do it like it's, it's almost unheard of which is crazy that's crazy yeah just yeah because just because something is uh is like common for people to go through doesn't mean that it's not traumatic and and yeah this is just another example of like if if men's bodies somehow were were ravaged by reproduction uh it would be a na- like a national crisis well i mean yeah like it's the it's like women and their bodies are like completely disposable yeah yeah, what was interesting to me that this article was speculative but promising. What was I? I, I was uh, I, did, I sort of skimmed this one because I figured you might be better to talk about it than me. But what do you think was specul speculative about it? Well, I just think I, I think that it was just like a science, like a psychologist who's like doing like research on it, and I don't think that there's been anything like I, I just don't think that there have been any like studies done yet. Or yeah, anything. I think but, it's just like I I just don't think that there's like any. I think she's just sort of, like, talking about the idea of, like, there needing to be more research and, like, more, like, and more, like, focus given to this area of study. So, it's just, like, she's, like, speculating, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, like, calling it PTSD is maybe not the most perfect way to say because it's equating it to people that went through war. But who knows? I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem that far off to me. I don't... I don't really agree with that because PTSD can be attributed to a lot of things, not just war. Like, people have PTSD from car accidents. They have PTSD from, like, childhood traumas, abuse. That's true. I mean, anyone, any traumatic event can give you PTSD. So it stands to reason that you could have it from uh, traumatic or even not traumatic uh, pregnancy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. My best. What was your best? Uh, my best, which I was sort of surprised because I went into this thinking it was not going to be good, but my best ended up being the article called The Perfect Savory Japanese Breakfast Spread. Oh no, this is my worst. Oh, this is your worst? So, okay, so the, the, it's all about these, like, um, these, you know, traditional Japanese breakfasts that you can have, uh, you know, that's very different from like a Western style breakfast that's full of sugar or pastries or whatever. So these are mostly fish and broth and seaweed and stuff. And, but they made it seem at the beginning and I was like, Oh, this, these are going to have, you know, 30 ingredients and it's going to take all day to do. Most of the recipes were actually pretty simple. And like, to me, it sounded really good. And I, I don't know that I'll end up making them, but I, I was sort of sold on the idea of a Japanese breakfast after reading this article. See, it gave me PTSD, um, thinking about that Bon Appetit, um, article from, like, two years ago that I think I showed it to you screaming, and it was, like, how to host a perfect brunch for all, when you're hungover and all your friends are hungover, and I was, like, I'll read this, even though that I will never be in that situation, but I'm gonna read this anyway, because... You know, I like this. I like the idea. Like, I'm gonna just like read it as like an aspirational piece. Yeah. And it was like the breakfast was all like Japanese style, and you're supposed to make this like cocktail, and then like while you're hungover, you were supposed to have like yeah, like fish and make rice and like cold smashed cucumbers. 
And um, I think, like, kimchi was involved, even though that's not Japanese. Like, something, like, it was just, like, weird. Like, all of this stuff that I'm, like, I, that is not for me in the morning. Like, I don't even eat breakfast anyway. And I'm, like, not, and I'm, like, sort of squeamish around fish and eggs are, like, the two, like, kinds of foods that still sort of gross me out. Yeah. And if I'm hungover and I'm eating, like, I don't want, like, a pungent, cold breakfast. Like, that is just not for me. I, I get it. And, like, yeah, but this is just not for you if you're squeamish around fish. I, first of all, like, this, these recipes were, I think, a lot simpler than the ones that were in that Bon Appetit article. Like, the salmon recipe is literally just salmon and salt. You, like, leave it to cure overnight. There's um, an eggplant recipe that is basically just eggplant with oil and salt, and then you add soy sauce and ginger and scallions, and that's it. These are, like, stuff, if you got in the habit of them, you, you could make pretty easily. Also, there was there was no mention of being hungover. Like, I agree if you're hungover that these might not be... If you're not used to eating in this style, these might not be, like, the best choices. Uh, and you don't have to make them for a group of people where the Bon Appetit one was like, oh, yeah, bring all your friends over when you're hungover and, like, make them this Japanese feast, which... This seems a lot more doable. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like the recipes, they look good for, like, dinner. Yeah, I think you could have them for dinner. Yeah, I mean, well, like, in America, like, they're, like, more traditional, like, dinner food. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I'm not going to eat an eggplant for breakfast. Yeah, I probably wouldn't make an eggplant for breakfast, but if I had them already made... Like, I wouldn't mind. I don't mind a savory breakfast. But it's just, to me, it's more about, like, the time. And are you going to actually, like, turn on the oven and preheat it for 15 minutes and then broil the eggplant for 10 minutes? No. No one's going to do that. That's insane. So it's, like, maybe. Right. Yeah. So and maybe it's for dinner. Or maybe if, you, if you're if you ambitious, you make it the night before. And then you can get up and eat them. Or make it, like, a week's worth of them if you want <laughs> eggplant every day for breakfast. Which, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if you're, like, doing a whole 30. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I get it. It's not for everyone. Um, it's not for me. And I think, yeah, I just had low expectations based on like that clam bake article, them telling you how easy it's going to be. And then you realize you have to have like an acre of land in your own like fire pit. This one was, um, was a lot easier than that. That, that clam bake was a very disappointing of writing like a lot of this stuff is yeah the clam article made me call into question if i even like to cook at all i was because i always think oh that's one of the things that i like to do is cook and then once i saw that like talk about ptsd i didn't even do it but that clam bake article gave me ptsd i was like oh i i don't even like oh, to cook maybe God. Uh, i know I know. So that was your... It made you question your identity. It did. You didn't know who you were. As, like, a competent home cook, I... Yeah, I was taken aback, and it did it, it did make me question everything. Yeah. That was that was your worst? It was my worst, yeah. yes. So, I have to be honest. My worst, once again, was Ask Gerda. She's really... Oh. She's, like... I feel like Ger, Goop is soon just gonna stand for Gerda. Uh... Because she's in every week now. It's, it's Yeah, well, I think she's the only one who, like, does her work on time. Maybe. Well, okay, so here's... So this this uh, question that Gerda was asked was just, um, can ashwagandha really help? And right. <laughs> guess what, guy? It was this just a, a dear... boring question. Yeah, like, come on. Dear Goop, I don't have life and death problems. <laughs> I love that it starts... That way. I don't have life and death problems to deal with. So if I could just not get stressed out about the little things, you know, be a little more zen about my job and sitting in traffic, I think it would be good for my health and mood and outlook. Please keep talking about ashwagandha for stress. Should I try it? This is, the, first of all, the fakest question I've ever heard. Like, also, like, well, if you really... Thinks, so, yeah, like, no one thinks of their life as being, like, it's not too stressful, no. but I guess it could, I could do better. Like, everybody is, like... Everybody is depressed. Everybody has, like, issues. Yeah, everybody thinks that they're stressed out. Like, some people obviously have harder lives than others. But no one... I've never met anyone who's like, Oh, actually, I don't really have much, like, stress in my life. I mean, maybe I'm just talking to miserable people. But I've literally never met anyone that, like, didn't have any problems to, to deal with. No, me neither. And then, and then, no. of course, like, what a leading... If this is a real question, which I don't believe it is... You're just, like, pondering getting ashwagandha, and you want goop of all places to give you, to 
like to give you more like if you're not already using ashwagandha because you write it on goop like you're not going to start now like what more do you need from that where else would you even have heard of ashwagandha if, if not from goop like you know what goop's opinion of ashwagandha <laughs> is going to be yeah. they're pro ashwagandha like hello like it's fucking Gwyneth Paltrow like why would you ask them anything but it's Especially that. Yeah, like Goop has never been on the fence about ashwagandha. Like it's not. No, they've never really been on the fence about anything. No, they've done one eighty. They're pro they're everything. Like, it's good, it's uh, and then, so of course, Gerda is like, yes, of course, ashwagandha is great. Here's literally the most expensive ashwagandha you can buy. It's fifty dollars. Buy it through Goop. Blah blah blah. Boring. Whatever. Uh, then I was like, wait a second. Who is this real? Who is this Gerda that I've heard so much about? I went on Instagram and they're. There is a woman named Gerda Endemann on Instagram that sort of looks like her, but she has 71 followers and like it doesn't mention <laughs> her working at Goop. And I think I don't first I think may, may, there maybe there's a small chance that this woman is just like very private and but she she's posting stuff. She just only has 71 followers. And then it made me think, I think and this is maybe a conspiracy theory. Goop took this woman's identity and is using her picture, and there's actually no Gerda Endemann who works for Goop. This is just sort of like a, a bot type of thing, and the what the real so woman doesn't even realize Gerda, that Goop is using her identity. You don't think there is a Gerda? I I think that there is a Gerda in the world. I do not think that this woman named Gerda Endemann works for Goop. I think Goop is writing these articles with this picture with this name. And, and creating a persona of a Gerda Endemann who is a doctorate, who is some sort of uh, accredited scientist who will work for Goop. But I, I sort of so, don't think that it's so a real you person. Do you think that Gerda Endemann knows that her likeness is being used by Goop to, no. to fool the masses? No. I don't. I don't think well, so. Well, why don't you try to... You need to put an end to this, right? Maybe I should DM her. her and be like, do you know that... Because, like, first of all, if you did, did work for Goop, wouldn't you put that on your... Inst- like, Gene, Megan, all these people have, like, tens of thousands of Instagram followers. They, like, they talk about Goop. They do... Like, who is... Why, why does this... This is... It's just, it was just weird. It's very strange. So, yeah, maybe I should... Wait. What's her endemin? Endemin. Uh, E-N-D-E-M-A-N-N. And she just looked, the, the Instagram profile just seems like it's a, you know, a mom of teenage boys. Uh, I think they live in, well, I'm not going to, you guys can look it up. I'm not going to say any more details because I think this woman. Gerda Endemann. I'm not even finding a Gerda Endemann. Maybe she took it down already. It. I found one. I found that lady. 71 followers. Look, you don't, you're not even seeing her. Gee, oh, I think I spelled it wrong. Gerda. Gerda with a D. G-E-R-D-A. Oh, that is how I spelled it. Gerda. E N D E M A N N. Oh, here. Well, yeah, I don't think this is her. But it's also possible that it's just a different person with the same name who is. This is the picture that they use. Uh, you, you don't think it's the same person, the same name? I don't think. Maybe not. Maybe it's no, just a different. But then there is then so. the then the Goop Gerda is not on social media at all. That seems odd too. Um, I mean, let's see. Well, but she's like a scientist. She's not. She's like, what is this? I have to do my studies. I can't go. I can't use. Mm, but like, uh, what what that would take a job, a, pu- a very public job at Goop, being their basically their shield from any uh, for from any accusation of of scientific malfeasance. Whatever that personality type is that would take that job, you think that she would not be on social media at all? That seems very odd. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, I'm trying to find... Which newsletter? Oh, you don't even read the newsletter, so you don't even know. It was... Ask Gerda. Yeah, it, was the, it must have been the, the last one, the Thursday one, because it was right at the top of the webpage. Um, but see, because this Gerda, she has teenage boys. She likes uh, the movie Echo in the Canyon. I think she lives in the Bay Area. So it seems like possible that it's... I don't know. 
I don't know. Because, but I don't want to blow up a private lady's spot, so. Well, she is supposed to have gone to Berkeley, but also MIT. Yeah. And she does seem like a similar, she has like brown hair and glasses, just like Goop Skirta. I don't know. It looks like it could be the same person. And she has those, those, uh, very like delicate, almost bird-like features. Yeah, I think it's her. Well, my God. So, wow. Guys, so this podcast. I don't think she's been... <laughs> This podcast is now called Gianon. Um, because yeah. we're good at, good at truthers. Or I am, at least. And she's on LinkedIn. Uh, it's her, right? I think it's her. Yeah. The only other picture of her, like in Google Images, is this Instagram picture and the Goop picture. And it's weird that it's it's a 71 person Instagram following and it's not a private account. So it's like, I don't get, I just don't get it. Well, I don't know. Like, why Why did Jean and Megan and Ali and all these people, at least they have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of followers. Why It just seems weird. Well, it just, it seems impossible that, you know that you wouldn't have more followers if you were publishing a thing and Goop every single week. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like people would find you and follow you. But it also might just be that nobody gives a shit about the column. Except for, but, and I, I almost followed her, but then I was like, she has so few followers that I feel like it would be like a shock to her system if I followed her and it would unravel everything. So then I just didn't follow her. It's so weird. She is on LinkedIn. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. A mystery. A true mystery. Uh, but we should move on. What? Yeah, she should. But now I can't stop thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, maybe, like, well... Well, I, again, like, she, it, she seems so private. I, I feel weird even talking about someone that has 71 Instagram followers. So, I don't... It's like... I don't know. It's weird. But she has a very public job. So, who knows? Uh, what was your yeah. craziest or saddest? My craziest was Maggie. And I read, I think it was all, no, it wasn't from this article. I don't know which one it was, but, oh, it was from, oh, because, okay, so the beauty closet girls had another dermatologist on, again, didn't listen to the podcast, but did read the interview in the, um, you know, the print edition of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what? Is that not good? No. Wait. Okay. Wait. I, oh, I was so, just agreeing with you. Oh, 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 I thought it sounded like you were like, oh, God, <laughs> like you keep reading it instead of listening to it. Okay. So they were talking to this dermatologist. Again, we have, you know, the same. Again, I'll never get sick of reading it. I'll enjoy reading it any time. But the same thing. Good Botox is the best thing you can do. Wear sunscreen and moisturize. And I just realized. You know, I moisturize, but I don't think I really moisturize. Like, I put up my moisturizing game. Like, I I put moisturizer on every time I get out of the shower. Most of the time, all I'm putting on is either, like, the Joe Malone, like, which is, like, nice, but it's, like, mostly just because it smells good. It's not, like, um, it's, like, from a perfume company. It's not from, like, a dermatologist. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's more, like, it's it's nice, but... You shouldn't be wearing that all the time. Like, I need, like, hardcore moisturizer, or I'll put on even, like, my, like, Hawaiian Tropic um, moisturizer sunscreen combo, which, of course, I do love, um, but it's, like, utilitarian, and it's, it's also a sunscreen, which, I mean, I always want to wear sunscreen, but I'm sort of skeptical about something that's a moisturizer and a sunscreen, like, this is probably not going to be as good of a moisturizer as I could get. If For it's sure. also doing the work of the sunscreen. And also, a lot of the times, as you know, I love to take a shower at night. And afterwards, I will just put on the Joe Malone. And I'm like, I need to get a more hardcore moisturizer. Because I think that just taking care of your skin is probably way simpler than we make it. And all that's really important is, like, a ton of moisturizer. Yeah. So, I just said that, like, I really want to get the... Um, uh, grown, or so, what, uh, god damn it, I wrote it down wrong. Grown Alchemist. Okay. Intensive body cream. It's $31. 
And I'm like, I need this. I need like a good hardcore moisturizer for my body. Yeah, because I think like you have to sometimes choose between a really great scent and an actual uh, moisturizer. Because like the best moisturizers probably don't smell the best. I don't know. Maybe that's just what. I don't know. But I, well, this one also is the smell like pomegranate. Which okay. I'm like, that's not what I would want. But I'm sure it smells fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been know. using like um on in the morning the the what's the French brand the Ro- Roche Posay or whatever that oh yeah like the, Roche. yeah Posay there's like whatever. a thirty SPF moisturizer that I've been using in the morning and then I use like um, a hyaluronic acid night cream at night that it's some cheapo brand on that your I, body no 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 just on my face oh I don't moisturize my body hardly at all oh I'm I'm talking about I moisturize my face. I'm talking about body. Body. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I should do that. I never even put on lotion. Oh, yeah. No, I'm talking about my face. I have moisturized. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about neck down. And this thing is only $31. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which isn't too bad. That sounds good. Wait, so that this was your, this was your thing you would tr- buy? No, this is just my craziest because I realized that oh. I've been wasting so many years oh, on not see. moisturizing my body enough, and it made me feel insane. I got it, yeah. And kind of depressed. Yeah. I. So it's I, also my status. That is, I mean, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like, I, unless I physically see dry skin, I'm not in the habit of moisturizing my body. But maybe I should be. I don't know. It seems like another another step that is just, like, daunting right now. But... Well, I think that you should try moisturizing your body. It's good for you. Yeah. All right. I'll try that. I mean, once it gets cold in winter, I think that seems like the time to do it. Because I feel like if I put a, like slathered on lotion before I went to bed this time of year, I would just like my bed sheets would get like disgusting and I would just sweat. It's possible. It's certainly possible. Yeah. Uh, so that was your craziest. Okay. So I had a saddest and that is the fucking diamond commercial that now is just like taking over goop uh i know there was that whole article yeah so like we all know that the goop podcast is basically just sponsored by diamonds and now there there was a whole article that was like you know sponsored by our friends at the diamond industry and it was just like milestone moments and the diamonds to celebrate them and then it was just uh all about how you should buy diamonds for yourself. Because I guess that's the thing is like diamonds are always a gift. And so the diamond industry would want you to buy yourself diamonds because then you'll just buy more diamonds. So they went through They're a like, list. There's another time you could buy diamonds. And it was, it was like personal triumph. Uh, started a business, wrote a book, ran a marathon and went keto for a year. Buy some diamonds. And then graduation, buy some diamonds. A new baby, buy some diamonds. A promotion, buy some diamonds. And a milestone birthday. Buy some diamonds. And I guess I you... know. My favorite was um graduate from college and you get a ten thousand dollar diamond. Jesus Christ, yeah. Uh yeah. This That's person, uh, let's just say, did not take out student loans if they're buying themselves a ten thousand diamond ring for college graduation. I know. Uh yeah. Yeah, and the, the copy on this was weird too. It was just like finals, forty credits, and a deep understanding of Chaucer are worth a lot. Here's that. Here's the Atta girl. I don't even know what that means. What is an Atta girl? Like Atta girl, like it means like the job you graduated from college. Oh. an Atta girl, oh, okay. or like an Atta boy. It means like a like a good job. Yeah, I've heard that as like a proclamation, like Atta boy, but I've never heard it with like the Atta girl. Like that just seems a weird weird. Yeah, you know, it's like you get an Atta girl as like somebody told you the job or got it rewarded you for doing well well i learned something new every day and i guess the diamond industry is really struggling right now so if you have some cash to burn buy are they struggling yeah because i think it's one of those industries that they claim like millennials have killed it's like like paper napkins or uh i don't know what else um life insurance i don't know this is just like millennials aren't buying it and so they've really like because we don't have any money no yeah why would we fucking spend our money on stupid diamonds where are we supposed to get this fucking they're hoarding all the money where are we supposed to be getting the money to buy the fucking diamonds yeah 
It's um, it's bad guys. Are they stupid? People don't get it. They do not understand. They're so fucking dumb. But I guess, I mean, I guess the people that regoup, the millennials that regoup can afford diamonds, maybe. I don't know. But, like, also, wouldn't you be embarrassed to walk? I mean, this is like my Rolex rant a few weeks ago, but wouldn't you be embarrassed walking through the world with a $10,000 diamond ring that you bought yourself? Like, wouldn't that be shameful? No, no I would be proud of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would love to have a big, beautiful diamond ring. I mean, lots of women do. I yeah. Mean, like, lots of women get, like, a really nice diamond, like, engagement ring. I guess, yeah. Good for them. Uh, so what would you try? Uh, I would try freezing my fat. Oh, that's mine too. Really? Mm-hmm. So she talked about how like, oh, I ran into my friend and she looked amazing. And she's like, well, I never eat sugar and never drink alcohol, but I also froze my fat. Yeah. And this is in partnership with our friends at Cool Sculpting. So, you know, it's uh, yeah, objective. Yeah. It sounds incredibly painful because even in this, they were like, afterwards, you need to have it massaged, which is not as pleasant as the sound. <laughs> and I'm like, that, I'm sure that hurts really, really bad. But all of the parts that they say that it works on the best are the parts that I've always had fat. Like, well, I used to not have any fat on my stomach. Now my stomach is like so fat and disgusting. But like, my upper arms have always been jiggly. Like, I, I want it so bad. Yeah, and so I guess it's it's supposed to work in conjunction with with diet and exercise. Uh, and the person interviewed says exercise and diet, of course, can make a difference, though they're not necessary for the technology to work. And I find cool sculpting is incidentally a great motivator for exercise in some of my patients. I guess if you're spending the money on cool sculpting, you might want to change other habits. I think also a lot of people are like embarrassed to work out because it makes them feel gross. Like they can, they don't, they just feel fat while they're doing it. Uh, and like, if you have to go to the gym, like everybody else there is like hot yeah, and you're yeah. like the worst, like if you're like the fattest one in class or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so maybe, yeah, try some cool sculpting. I've seen this done on like several Real Housewives franchises and it always does seem fun and it doesn't seem that painful they all seem like they're having a hoot i mean i think that they play it down i mean those women have been poked and prodded so many fucking times in their lives like they can't feel anything anymore that's true i bet you it hurts really bad yeah because they just it's just like freezing stuff off of you see i don't really even understand what it is it says, side, side effects are redness at the treatment site for a couple of hours, a little swelling for a day or two, and potential numbness or tingling for up to two weeks. So, yeah, that's, like, not nothing, oh. for sure. That's not, that doesn't sound too... As long as they're not, like, it's excruciating pain. No. Because they're not... Uh, there's not actually, like, an incision. That's that's the thing that I, I always would, I don't know, get squeamish about, is, like, if there's a cut or blood or having to get stitches or something... And for some reason, this seems less invasive than that. Uh, so what would you buy? I would buy a trampoline for the trampoline workout. <laughs> yeah, this thing was wild. Did you wild. read about this? I did. I, I read, yeah, it seemed uh, tiring. Well, I hate doing cardio. It's like my least favorite thing, but it's really important. And like getting your heart rate up 30 so 30 minutes like a day is recommended by, I think, the CDC. And, uh, but don't quote me on that. But I know that you're supposed to. And I would like literally, I mean, I just, I fucking hate cardio. But this does seem low impact and kind of fun. And um, I mean, why not? I mean, I can't, like, even jumping rope is, like, too hard for me, but I could probably do a trampoline. And if I got a small enough one, I could probably do it in my apartment, as long as I didn't go so high and hit the ceiling, which would be a, a risk. Yeah, that that's what I would be most afraid of, is I'm pretty tall as it is, and, like, my ceilings are that the cheap, like, popcorn ceiling. So I think, like, one, one wrong move and the whole building could come tumbling down, I think. Yeah, I mean, I just don't want to hurt myself. No, I almost, like, I've, like, definitely almost cut off my arm when I, like, will stretch beneath my ceiling fan, not realizing that it's on. Well, you have, you are 
afraid of feeling bad. Yes, I am. That's um, a historic fact about me. And I, I guess I'm not yeah. as afraid of ceilings as I am of ceiling fans. Uh, I, yeah, I just don't know where I would put a trampoline in my apartment. I mean, I wonder if I could... Because people have small ones that like slide under their beds. Oh, that's true. Yeah, bring it out when you... I bring out my yoga mat when I do that. I guess a trampoline doesn't really take up that much more space than a yoga mat. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be, let's see, like, indoor trampoline. Yeah, or I could just put it um, in on the outdoors, like, in my um, driveway. <laughs> or the pla- my my parking spot in back. Yeah. Just scare the neighbors. Jesus, Jesus Christ! $200. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I'm sure you I could... I thought this was going to be... I thought I was going to find one for 40 bucks. I bet you could on Amazon or Costco or something. I'm on Amazon, and I bet you the ones that are 40 bucks, you break your ankle in them or something. Oh. oh, my God. One of these is $639. What the fuck? Why, why, how is it possible that it's that much money? What is it made out of? It's made out of, I don't know, whatever trampolines are made out of. Jeez. Oh, here's one that's only, wait, here's one that's only 60. Okay, well, that's the one that we recommend. Ludo Sport. Ludo. Foldable. Huh. And so, I guess you only need one, you just jump up and down, that's, that's it? That's all you need to do? Well, yeah, they say, because, like, it gets your heart rate up, and then they say, if you, oh, and here's another one. For seventy bucks, yeah, on the cheaper end, I think you can find some for seventy dollars. Oh, some of these look good. Oh, I'm gonna get one of these. Um, yeah, I think that you're just supposed to do that for for like thirty minutes, yeah. and then you can like try running in place while you do it. Or you probably like, do jumping jacks. Do and weird pose. You probably do it with a jump rope too. Yeah, but I, jumping rope is, like, really hard. It's tough. When's the last time you did that? I mean, not since I was a kid, probably. Or, like, I've probably done I mean, it one, once or twice since then for, like, a minute. But, yeah, it's it's so hard. I mean, I, had, I was taking this kickboxing class for a while last year where we did it. And, oh, my God, never again. It mm-hmm. was, like, so exhausting. And it was, like, so hard on my – I mean, I was, like, how did I ever do this? Why did I do this for fun? Yeah, I mean, kids have a lot of fucking energy, and they do a lot of things yeah, I guess. for fun that that we would never do. Uh, but if you have, if there's like a point to it, you're counting or you're playing a game with other kids, like you know, it, it's more than just exercise. But yeah, as an adult, also just, sometimes when you're doing it with other kids, they're turning the rope and you're just jumping oh, over true. it. Like when I do it, yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes you're doing it yourself, and sometimes other kids are doing it, depending on what kind of jump rope you have. I was definitely never good at that. Uh, Jumping rope? Like, coordinate, like doing the fancy jump rope with the kid, like, you know, the double ones that people, the kids do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was not my scene. Yeah. In school. Yeah. I used to have fun with the jump rope. Yeah. So, what I would buy, I actually chose the Ask Jean. Because, so she talks about um, the best, safest tan. And I went to a Labor Day party where a guy I was talking to just straight out was like, wow, it's the end of summer and you're this pale? Like, how do you even do that? And I was offended. Because <laughs> I thought that I was like relatively tan. And it, it was just an odd thing to say to someone. So it, it made me feel a little self-conscious. Yeah, right. I mean, I think he meant it as a compliment. Yeah. Like, wow, I can't believe you like managed to stay out of the sun that much. But to me, it was like, oh, I what? I'm just you know, holing up in my room all summer. No, I'm out in the world doing shit. Uh, so I would buy these Vita Liberata phenomenal organic tan infused cloths for twenty five dollars. That recommended by Jean. Yeah, I always want to try those too. You rub them on yourself and you end up like Jennifer Aniston on the cover of In Style or whatever magazine that is that is controversial. Oh, yeah. What was that? She got, yeah. That that's, was a, that's a rough picture. I didn't, I honestly, I don't know if this is bad, but like I didn't notice that, I didn't, I didn't know until it was like pointed out to me that her tan was too 
Yeah, it's a little too dark. But like you recently pointed out on Twitter, how is Ariana Grande uh, getting away with this all these years? How is she getting away? I mean, look, okay, Jennifer Aniston tans dark. Okay, I, I, yes, that's that. Ariana Grande, full blown. She is a white woman. She is white, and she is. She is trying to make people believe that she is not. Yes, she is using, uh, I don't know, whatever, the the fact that being, quote-unquote, ethnically ambiguous or biracial is maybe for the first time in history, uh, like, somewhat more considered attractive than historically it had ever been, and she is completely jumping on that trend without any, I mean, just, uh, yeah, just completely cynically. Is that okay to say that? I don't know. But she's doing brown face. Yeah, basically. I mean, I don't don't know that I would... And her whole style, too. It's like, not just that she's... I mean, she's darkening her skin and her entire style and her entire, like, bot... Like, everything about her. She's, like, obviously, like, trying to seem like... I don't know. Like, I think she's trying to seem like like, Puerto Rican girls from New York. That's one thing I heard pointed out. Like, she's not... Yeah, yeah, she's from... I mean, she's a a Nickelodeon kid from the suburbs. Uh, She's Italian. Um, And, I mean, this is not a new thing for white pop pop stars to uh, steal from from black culture at all. But, yeah, you'd think that there would be some sort of questioning? I think she's stealing from... I think she's stealing from, like, Puerto Rican... Like... I think that's what the what she's feeling from. Well, maybe her her looks, but her music and um and other stuff. I feel like is definitely. I mean, it's everything. She's stealing from everybody. I think. But yeah, the way she looks is it's definitely totally, totally insane. I just don't understand how she can like. I mean, it's totally crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, like, there will be some time when someone will call her on it and then she'll be canceled and whatever. But we'll she see. gets called on it all the time. Does she? And then it just, like, rolls up or people, yeah. yes, people point it out all the time and okay. then, like, no one gives a shit. Uh, yeah, because she's young and beautiful and gets the benefit of the doubt. I guess. But what are we going to do? I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I just don't get it. I just don't understand what people are like. Yeah, I like this, and this is fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why she gets a pass when. I mean, I don't know. A lot. Of, I feel like a lot of white pop stars maybe get somewhat of a pass on that stuff. But yeah, no one really does it to the extent that, that Ariana Grande is doing it now. No. But on that note, bye. Vita Liberata, phenomenal organic tan infused claws, so you too can look like Ariana Grande. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> We're obviously being facetious. Well, uh, I'm sure it's fine. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, if anyone got to the end of this podcast and is offended, DM us. We take yeah. criticism really well and we want to learn and be better people, unlike Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande, who wants to sue H&M or whatever. Or <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's Forever funny. Forever 21. That's my... That's why it's, like, coming up because it's, like, wait, I'm sorry. You're suing people? You're suing them for using someone that you think looks like you when you're entire, when you have just, like, whatever. It's totally insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, sorry, like, I mean, it is weird that I guess she was in talks with Forever 21 to, like, be the spokesperson. But, like, if you're a public person. Yeah, that that's what it, that's what the thing was. And then they didn't want to pay her, her fee or whatever. And so. So then they just got someone who looks like her. Which. I mean, part of me, I, I get why she would be pissed off, but then it's like, you're that much of a public person. You're stealing from everyone. Uh, so, and like a model that looks like you, yeah, they're going to get more work now because they look like you. And that's just the luck of the draw. I don't know. I guess I didn't know that they were in talks and then they just like got a look alike. Yeah, know. yeah, because Forever 21 like filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> Well, also Forever Twenty One is like a completely like it's all sweatshops anyway. Yeah, don't buy from Forever Twenty One. It's bad. Uh, all right, we're rambling now. We should probably get off the 
mics. Yeah, we're digging. Our, we just keep digging ourselves deeper. Uh, but th- thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, next week we will be back in the same room. Uh, please. Yeah, finally be back. Uh, give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, rate us five stars. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Goop Yourself. And um, yeah, buy our T-shirts. Join our Patreon. You know the drill. Yeah. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.